Okay, good morning everybody. So we're starting right now, the Paliyot starts the topic of uh, Eretz Yisrael. Tell me one more time when he lived and where. The, the, the Paliyots lived in the mid-19th century in northern Bulgaria. Uh, no, there was a community Sephardim there. It was not really Ashkenazim. Remember, Bulgaria for many years was under the Turks. So it was a Sephardic uh, community, and uh, actually, when he was when he was alive, it was the first return to Eretz Yisrael. Um, today, we are Baruch Hashem. We have a, a, a state there with millions of Jews, um, and it's, it's almost like uh, interesting to talk Eretz Yisrael today. But with that, there came a lot of bracha, having uh, a lot of Torah there, a lot of good things, also some negatives. Obviously, the fact is that. Uh, a secular state, and it still is a secular state, albeit with a lot more religious influence today than it ever had. Uh, that itself is a problem. You have over a million kids learning in public school, not learning Torah mitzvahs, to say the least. Uh, you can meet some of the Milpitas with, the, with all kinds of uh, interesting girlfriends and wives um, around the world in India, China, Tibet, Nepal, uh, <laughs> traveling the world lost. But obviously, uh, as a whole, it's an amazing thing. I mean, it's an amazing thing to have it. But for us, I will say one thing. There's two, there's two negatives that could happen as far as Eretz Yisrael. Number one is you get used to Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> Eretz Yisrael is an amazing gift. And it becomes just a, a homeland. And the interesting thing is that Herzl, uh, originally, when, when Israel was not practical, uh, thought Uganda. If, if we had been in Uganda, there probably would not have been a BDS. Actually, no, there may be a BDS. They may have said, we're stealing black people's land, African-Americans' land. With these, we're colonists, maybe, you know. But I can assure you there will be no Hamas for Hezbollah like there is today. It would have been a lot easier at certain levels. And when Herzl suggested it, not religious Jews, we're not talking about the Mizrahi who was around at the time, who actually Mizrahi at that time was very small. It was not religious Jews, but it was what you would call the uh, Jews who were not as connected, who, who completely and totally rejected as an option. If the Jews were going to have a country anywhere, it was going to be, it was the Russian Jews, it was these Russian Jews who were, you know, largely secular, uh, who said, we're not going to Uganda, the only option is in Eretz Israel. And that came because in the blood of these Jews from the birth, for hundreds of years, was a love for the land, the land of Israel. Not just to have a state of Israel, but the land of Israel, in the land of Israel itself is very precious. We say it in our davening, we say it in our prayers. Um, shh. There are... There are many people uh, who who live in Israel and don't take Israel for, for don't take the, the the land as seriously uh, as they as they should. It's like whatever. So I, I think Eretz Israel uh, today to appreciate why Eretz Israel is so uh, amazing, so unbelievable is certainly an important topic. Uh, I say as much today as before. Even you know. In the yearning for it, to, the appreciation of Eretz Yisrael, I'm not sure has increased since the past 70 years. Appreciation for opportunities in Eretz Yisrael certainly has, but I'm not sure people kiss the land as much as they used to, pray for think about the land as much as I'm not, you know, you obviously find all types of, types of people in, in, in groups, but as a whole, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's... Uh, 
non-Jews do. The evangelists, they love it. Evangelicals, but their 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 appreciation for the land of Israel is not for the kedusha of it as much. It's for the. What we're going to see is not just because <laughs> David and Moshe walked around there, or or you know they have a different they, they think about a different Yoshua as well. Uh, but but I'm talking for us to realize that the spiritual value, purely as a spiritual value, that it would it would be impossible to have a Jewish settlement anywhere besides an Isser, according to Ramban. Impossible to, to think about anything but Eretz. So, by the way, uh, we're not going to get into the getting back land for peace, but even to think about that, what you're coming back and what Eretz Israel is before you can even talk about uh, anything else. So, Eretz Israel, Satsvi Israel, Yadu Malasa Kirabu, you have to know that the, the Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, has a tremendous spiritual benefit. As Zara says, Uvashar Sifra Kadesh, and brought down in many other places. When you're in Eretz Yisrael, you're in the land that Kadesh Baruch personally takes care of. It's his personal palace. Right? Rabbi Zev Lef has a book called To Live in the Palace. When you're in Eretz Yisrael, you're in the palace of Kadesh Baruch Hu. I don't think he ever stepped from Eretz Yisrael, by the way. Uh, Okay. I doubt it. Uh, not to have, did have to look through if he did. I didn't. A person's eyes and heart should be in Eretz Yisrael all the days. It says, saying to Hillam, right? Listen to Lashon of Tehillim. My, my David says, my, I, I'm thirsty for Hashem to the living God. I can come to see Hashkarish Baruch. Where is the land of Hashem? Where is his palace? Eretz Yisrael. Right? Uh, you have to have a desire that you should be able to establish your 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 dira in Eretz Yisrael. Now he says an important thing. Actually, I just got an email about a family from France. They moved to Israel. Guy gave up his job. And uh, they're now homeless with a bunch of kids, a bunch of homeless living, <laughs> living hand to mouth. And it's all the collection for them, right? A Sephardi family, the Ben Dahan family, are now homeless. So he says, if you're going to go to Israel, don't go there and you have to come back, you know, flat footed. Obviously, he's talking about, which is important, you have to be with Seichel. Obviously, you see, it's, it's like, you know, same thing with Koilel. There's someone to learn Yeshiva and then he ends up with poor. Everything has to be bechajman. We need to know, first of all, there is no land like Eretz Yisrael. If a person can live in Israel, nothing in the world is better than that. But not to end up regretting it, not to end up chas v'shalom, making a, a poorly thought out decision, and yibitoyal al rishonis, which means you'll regret your actions, you'll regret your deeds, because you didn't do it thought out, or it doesn't work for you, as, I, as I've said before. The, the Talmud, says there are three reasons you can leave, leave Israel. It means that not even, you're living there, you're living in Yushalayim, and you can lead. One of them is for Torah, which means that it's possible to be spiritually better in Chatzlaretz. One is to get married, and one is for your Parnassah, which means if you can't live there, right, there I'm, I have friends who went there, and I don't think they're successful. Other families are successful. Friends, of course, are there, very successful, right? which means it's like anything in spirituality, which is a, not obligatory, Get a cheshbon, how, how you're going to do there, how your wife will do there, how your children will do there. Right? Uh, somebody uh, I know very well told me almost every American family that they know made Aliyah with teenagers, one or two kids went off the derech. 
They could not handle it. The parents wanted to go. Kids were not, were not, kids were not ready. You can go, by the way, you go to Beit Shemesh, you can see it all the place. You know, see these kids, right? They're hard enough, uh, Efrat. I mean, it's a different culture. So, so I think off the cuff, he says, you should, everyone should want to live in Israel. But if you do, you've got to do it right. That's to make sense. But everyone has to want to live there. That is the palace, right? Rakif Kach Einav, I know somebody went to move there, got divorced right away. Wife, one wife, one, one thing, one thing. Like, that's crazy. You gotta, you gotta cheshven everything out. But what's important to know is that the best default is Eretz Israel. By the way, if your wife is miserable or your children are miserable, you're, not, you're gonna be miserable, right? <laughs> if you have no parnasa and you go there, you know, totally shares. Totally shares means you end up spiritually negative, actually. Uh, so, but, but again, I, I, think, I think this duality, is, it's not, you know, Judaism is nuanced, right? You need to know what's the ideal, and then you need to know what's your own situation in life. I, ideal, by the way, is to, to learn all day also. It doesn't mean most people certainly should not do that. right? He says, this is, again, this is, it's now hundreds of years, he says, a good way to do this, by the way, to go when you're, uh, 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 to when you're older and you're, you don't have to worry about your kids or your family and your wife is okay with it, that's a good time to go. She's menopausal. No more kids. You don't have your sons. You don't have to worry about it. You don't go there. By the way, you should know, by the way, the, what? The, the old days, 160 years ago, the, the Jerusalem community was completely and totally supported by Tzedakah. It was collected. When you know, by the way, you know how the Balatanya, everyone knows the Chabad ce- celebrates, you know, when the Balatanya was released from prison. Do you know why, the, what the accusation on the Balatanya was that he ended up in prison? Do you know how he ended up in prison? They claimed that he gave money, well, they all were doing this, he gave money to Israel. So what was the problem? Turkey was, the Ottoman Empire was an, was an enemy of the Russian state. It was forbidden under Russian law to give to the Russian state. So of course they were all doing this, but when they got into the fight, they said, oh, well, he's collecting money for, to give to the Turks. That was a crime, right? But those, that community, and by the way, you see, still see the segments of that community are still supported because it's historical. That's how they, there was no economy there whatsoever. There was no cybersecurity there. There was no importing expert diamonds. There was no the, the economy was and it was extraordinarily poor, right? And even the early Zionist settlements, it was what it was almost completely supported for many years by the Nadan, Nadav, Edmund Rothschild, They're all there is settlements. They were not signed. So you're going to go there. You're going to end up whatever. Better plan out when you don't have to worry about your kids. You're not going to end up poor. You're not going to end up on the, on that seaboard. Go and all. That's what he says. You have to understand the historical context of this. Uh, so, v'im here chalashem gvulu, you yochla bas shimotis v'nitzlay meno avoben lo yochal klal. He says you can take your daughter, but don't take your son <laughs> because he's not going to make it there. So I'm telling you, this is again. You have to just keep in mind when this was. Uh, this was not a nationalistic movement. He was just saying, if you can live in Eretz Israel, you know, uh, at that time in the 1840s, 30s, 50s, people weren't thinking about anything more than that. Just it's, it's to live in Eretz Israel. Uh, you know that what he's saying is historically contextual here, rather than a call for all time for all time. No, it's contextual. He's talking to his people. He's writing a book. Specifically for that time. 
because he's running to that time. He didn't think he was running for San Jose in 2019. He was running to the Gali Shore. I think he thought about 100 years from now, he's running to Safer for his time. He's running to his people. That's, that's Pasha that way. Right? Uh, the but, but to the extent it applies then, it applies today, which means you can't go to Israel or anything if it's going to have collateral damage. Right? If you're obligated to do something, if you keep Shabbos, you can't say, you know what, if it's an obligation to keep Shabbos, you can't say, you know what, I, I'll break Shabbos a little bit for, for career here and there. we would be talking. Something to, to move to Eretz Yisrael, which is a spiritual benefit. You have to say, like anything, you want to go to the mikvah Friday, you want to keep this chumrah of Yashan, you want to do that. It's the same gather as any other chumrah, which is not an obligation, right? right? It, it, which is, what's the net effect of it going to be, right? You know, you know there are Jews who want to live today, and, and, and you know, moist and nefesh, to live in Kailal, and they're going to have, it's going to have a cost. There are Jews who want to be, settle Eretz Yisrael, and they want to move to deep into the Shomron, right? And sometimes, and they want to say, settle the land, kayvish the land, but, you know, they endanger people and, the pro- and themselves. So you've got to question, well, is that a chumrah, is that a kula? Right? When a kid puts a tent on a mountain somewhere in Judea, is that a chumrah, or is that a kula? Are you endangering soldiers? Are you endangering your life? Right? What are you doing? Right? And the same thing is here. So he's not, he's talking about his day. He wasn't, He's writing a saying for his day. The, the most most mechabrim who write a saying for their for their generation, not thinking two hundred years today. You name me an author today who's writing for two hundred years. Very few people. <laughs> They're writing to speaking to you and I. Right. So this was speaking to his generation. Has, but the application is just a different permutation. Doesn't make sense under under your context. Um, so he said, eventually, maybe uh, he said he'll have children over there, and he won't know what's coming up tomorrow. If the support family won't be able to support his family in Israel. Then Emes, he says, it's true, that the air of Eretz Yisrael, it's a spiritual, it's better spiritually. It means you're, you're, you're closer to Hashem. There's more avira de taira in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> Go look around, though. It's hard to make a living in the land of Israel. <laughs> Says people have to go out uh, uh, to go out. Sometimes people live ten years longer. Do you know who left for ten years or longer to Israel to collect? One of the greatest authors the past two hundred fifty years. I don't know who that was. The Chida. The Chida was, was, was not just a machaber sefer. He was collecting money for Chavron and Yerushalayim. That's what the Chidah did. Chaim Yosef David Azulah, he was a oh, He went for years to collect outside of Eretz Yisrael. Um, they didn't have WhatsApp groups, you know, like, you <laughs> charity groups, you know, online. You know, he's collecting. He had to go, go, go fund me. You know, he literally went to Germany and Italy and Poland. He went all around. By the way, it's to our benefit he did that because a lot of his farm are based on the, the, the scripts that he saw that his books on Gedolim, on things that he met. You know, he saw all kinds, went to all kinds of libraries. He was a bibliophile. Went to all kinds of libraries there. He darshaned throughout Italy and other places, offered to be rabbis for periods of time. I mean, but the point is, he left for years. V'chayitz uh, yichu. And you live, uh, when you live in poverty, poverty, you know, is not a simple thing. People, you live poor, it, it can really come to regret. If you can't pay your bills, if you struggle, it's not simple to do that. There are people who get broken by this. So, you know, and I just, again, again we're not in a criminal community over here, but I, 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 I've lived in those communities. I have relatives in those communities. It's, it's make or break for people. Some people are very successful that way, and there are people who get broken. 
nothing less. Uh, you know, and even though learning Torah, amazing, unbelievable, there are consequences in life. Uh, so, you know, the wives live worse. At some level, about rabbis, you know, you don't have you don't have all of the amenities, and you know, taking care of a house and again. Just keep in context. Today, Israel is a first world country. There's a lot of parnasa there today, but there's still challenges there. If there wouldn't be challenges financially there, uh, Yoni wouldn't be here. Uh, no, and then plenty. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, Yoni would be here. There'd be plenty of other people who wouldn't be in the Bay Area. The reality, reality is making a living there is challenging for certain people. You know, uh, certain groups it's challenging, and you know. Uh, the very often people in Chutzlarts, and again, by the way, he was living in an area of, of where Jews were not, did not have uh, affliction. It's, it's just like today. Unfortunately, most of the Aliyah is not coming from America. Why aren't most Jews coming to America and going to Israel? They're doing well. It's coming from all of, all of the countries where they don't do well. Right, where they're af- afflicted anti-Semitism, or they're, they're, it's a third-world country and they don't have parnasa anyways. Right, you know the the most of the Aliyah, the vast majority of the Aliyah since the state was founded was from two locations, originally from the Sephardic countries where there were dimmies and they were basically impoverished, and after that it was later from, with a lot of goyim the Russian Aliyah, where they were. So it's not it didn't. And recently, a little bit from France, because not because of the economic opportunities, or because they care about Eretz Yisrael. It's because you know it's because of anti-Semitism, right? Um, of course, if you look at the Western Aliyah, it's almost all religious Jews from America and England and Australia and South Africa. It's always been religious Jews of different yarmulkes forms. And why? Because they're coming for Eretz Yisrael, or they're coming because they want to live in the land, the state of Israel. But they're they're coming because they believe that Israel is special for, for Ruchnius. You, you don't find large groups of reform or liberal Jews from England or from America coming at all because they're, com- they're, they're comfortable where, where, where they are. And, you know, and, and by the way, every dollar they give, they, they, they have like, they have, we, have, we, have, we have ownership rights. And like, you know, we gave you five bucks. You, we get a vote, we get this, we get that, we get veto, we get to ban you, right? It's not a joke. It's, it's like they give five bucks, they think they own Israel. Uh, it's true, unfortunately. So therefore, again, you have to understand context. He says, go when you're older. You don't have to worry about parnasa. You don't have to worry about your children. Um, now, Yaakov Kamenetsky, um, I'm not telling you this. To, to, he wanted to be buried in Chutzlaretz. He said, he, you know, he wanted his grandchildren to be able to visit his kever. Mm-hmm. Can I think about your grandchildren? Also, if you don't have any connection to your grandchildren, not so simple. But there's lots of chashmanis over here. Just keep in mind, I guess it's interesting how he starts this way. He says, but if you go and you're older, uh, if you're, you can live a, you live a little bit challenging life, uh, you'll, have, you'll, you'll be able to uh, in, in, enjoy it. Again, how it will affect your greater family, also a cheshman. This is what he says, and therefore if you have children who are in chutzahs, their mitzvahs to support their parents and Eretz Yisrael. That's why I have a lot of children. They'll support me. I'll be set. You know, be amazing. You know, he says a mitzvah gedayla, and the children support the parents that they should be able to live in Eretz Yisrael and to go to Eretz Yisrael. He covers that it's mamish an amazing thing. In general, by the way, you should support the people in Eretz Yisrael. 
By the way, again, you looked at the Talmud, the Baal Shem Tov, came in the late 18th, late, uh, 18th century, went to Tveria, and so there's all kinds of collections for hundreds of years to support the community in Eretz Yisrael. And, you know, even again, in the early years of the state, and this is where it comes to, the state was completely dependent, really, on American. Like, Israeli bonds, like, not today, they don't, they don't even buy Israeli bonds anymore. Not, it's like, but that really supported the state. Like the JNF, the JNF was literally Yehuda Kohanim told me his grandparents collecting for the JNF. In I mean, the, the the originally we live in today. By the way, it's an amazing thing. I remember in my lifetime when I went to Yeshiva at seventeen. First going today, when I went to seventeen, Israel, Pasha, I couldn't get food. I had to like bring from America normal orange juice, normal meats. And like it was like you know normal toilet paper. By the way, that was a serious thing. And it wasn't, it, you know, it was like, at least like, you know, it was like, uh, what's that kind cardboard. of thing? Cardboard. Cardboard. <laughs> I was like, terrible. Today you get everything in Israel. Pasha today, Israel, Israel today is a first world country. It's really, you know, again, there's still challenges. So just give me one, that, but, but this is what's important here. And I, and I mean this very sincerely as, 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 as somebody who, who uh, you know, who at one point, was, you know, when I was younger, I only dated girls who to live in Israel. Have a lot of, Different people, if you if you make a mistake in this, like anything else, you can ruin your life. You can make you can build your life. Like, like anything else, there there. I know people, my friends, and I'm only married Israelis because they want to live in Israel. They're miserable, miserable people. Right? You have to keep this in context. Like every chumrah, it's a chumrah. Now, if you want to go because you're younger and you want to build the land, it's a but, if, but when you're when you're built into family, you know, if a person wants to go at 16, 17, 18, or certainly if you're born there. And you want to say, you know, then you have no, it's just you. Before you're married, it's just you. Once you're married, <laughs> you, once you have kids, you got, or, or if you don't see, somebody told me recently, want to make Aliyah. I said to them, how do you make a living there? Person has no skill set. You know, what happens if a person has no skill set and speaks English and Hebrew and Israel? Uh, you can maybe try translating documents. That's it, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, what would happen? I mean, you'll be live pover- impoverished. You'll be on stucco rails. That's what's going to happen to you. You can't live anywhere without money. Right? right? That's, uh, <laughs> and what happens if you don't have money? What? Or a check for your parents? Yes, yeah, yes. So today there are families who support. I, some of the, some of the people I know were successful. Were successful because they had parental support. Pashat, they were given money to live there, and that's how they lived. That's how they bought an apartment there. That's how their children, when their children get married and they need to buy an apartment for their weddings, that's how their grandchildren get the apartments, right? So the last name is Reichman, and that's very helpful, right? But for many people, this is a serious thing. I'm, 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 he, he brings that. You got to be realistic. You, you you could hurt yourself very badly, even in in a mile of Eretz Yisrael. In a mile, lose You're in Hashem's palace. Um, actually, I didn't. I don't think I don't ever saw it. It's amazing that he actually brings all stuff that. Sheraz Rabbis Nikmas Mis Pakir Murushim Mehok Eretz Yisrael Mishum. The Tzarek Lada Nimachem A Dina V'Dayan La Ariv V'Lo For the Family Tzarek Lada Ten Lamaut Ragle Ish. Sometimes you have to start fighting and bit staka and this and you know you get the truth is to live in Eretz every second you're getting a mitzvah. A wise person, and not just with Israel, and any spiritual level which you're not going to be obligated to do, which is a plus. In Eretz Yisrael, it's a very big plus, by the way. It's not too many pluses you can do greater than this. But look what's going to happen at the end. Don't think today. Somebody told me they wanted to buy a house recently. Not from Mamachai, not from San Jose. They wanted to buy a house in Harnof. They're 65 years old. 
So Tim, what are you out of your mind? In ten years from now, you'll be able, be, be able to walk. You'll go up the steps and all that. You're not thinking. Pasha, you're not thinking. You're thinking about today. What about tomorrow? You know, what's going to mean in 15 years from now when you can't walk? You can't get up to your apartment. <laughs> you know, anyone go to Harno? I, mean, I, get, I get tired. You walk like from Shawls into Katzenel and Logan, you get tired. I'm in pretty good shape. I go on the treadmill. You walk up, it's a lot of steps. You go to Svat also. You ever try to go from the cemetery all the way up top of Svat? It's a good workout over there. You know, you know, live at the bottom of Svat near the Breslov community over there? But if, the, if like Breslov people live there also, you're going to go all the way down, you're going to walk all the way up Svat. You know how high Svat is? It's posh it, you know, it's, 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 think of the future. You're going to buy a house there, you're 80 years old. By the time you're 81, you won't be able to live there anymore, right? So he says, think out. what's going to be? Right, what's with you? You, your wife, your children. Well, you can never see your grandchildren again. Will you be able to make it financially? Right? What will be the situation? Uh, think on the future, but don't regret it. Everyone who pursues success, if you can do it and you can work, amazing. You got to think carefully. Right? What's going to happen? Uh, you should, in life in general, make decisions which are going to be closer. There's no guarantees, by the way. No guarantees in marriage, no guarantees in life. But when you're making decisions, think of what's more likely to be rewarding and less likely to be damaging. Uh, and he says, uh, for a stranger, but if you have a relative who's going to support you, you can make it. Uh, that, 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 that's great. Okay, but that is just to stress again. That was the reality 170 years ago. That was now was very close to a firm reality for almost everyone who lived there. Today it's a little bit different. But one thing that hasn't changed is that the kedusha veretisrael is there, and for, it happens to be today's a lot of terror there. So you can make do well there. But what also hasn't changed is you got to think about when you're making these kind of decisions on collateral realities. What's going to happen to you, your family? Parnas, it's amazing that he does this because, and I think the reason he does this, he probably in his own day, you can see like today, people make decisions because of the spiritual Mila, right? Because there's, there's nothing as spiritual as living at Tisrael, but there could, but if you don't think through what happens, you can fall on your face and get hurt. We'll pick up next week. Actually, I think now, now I'll focus on some of the spiritual miles, the many, many spiritual miles of living in the Holy Land. <laughs>